0: Be okay with like and not being perfect I feel like making stuff and doing things is better than not doing things because it's easier to to move a rolling it's it's easier to direct something that's already moving than to get something moving that's not
1: your dreams will always require your healing and you need to know that in order to move forward if you feel stuck in your creativity your art your business or your life then it's essential to understand that you are being asked to heal what's in the way of you creating what you dream about. This podcast is all about the relationship between your emotional health and your creativity. I'm Courtney Lancaster, and this is the Heal Create Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Heal Create Podcast. I'm Courtney, and today I'm so excited. This guy showed up on my algorithm, I think from mutual connections and because you're just going hard on Instagram with everything that you're doing. This is Wes Schrock, everybody. Welcome, Wes. Hi, Courtney. Hi. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. So what I know about your story is from everything that I've seen online. and. From what I can gather, you have been involved in music and worship leading, I believe, for Mm -hmm. a while, and you recently moved to Los Angeles to do music full-time, or eventually full-time, yes. and
0: Eventually full-time. Yep,
1: yep. (laughs) And you have uh, been working on an EP, and you basically just did a massive life pivot into into what you're doing now yeah is that does that sound is that sort of right
0: that's that is pretty accurate okay it's been a wild ride
1: it's been wild yeah and that's what i i'm getting from instagram the thing that i am obsessed with that i absolutely love and i also share this passion is showing the journey as it's unfolding i think it's so incredibly inspiring to people to see somebody that's actually going through it step by step even though it's so vulnerable and I said this in yeah. the pre-interview but you basically are like you from my perspective you have you've burned the boats
0: it there is no retreat yeah there is no retreat no I I agree I think it's so important to be vulnerable allow people in on the journey so much I feel like we, As Christians, we love the ending of the story. We love when it's nice and tied in a bow and you can look back and say, you know, God did this and this and this, and now we're okay. Um, But I'm so encouraged when someone opens up and says, I'm trusting the Lord with this, this, and this. And I I think it's going to be okay. But having faith is, I mean, there's no faith without a little bit of doubt and a little, you know. Mm -hmm. Then you don't need faith if you don't have any.
1: Sure, that's any just doubt about that's just certainty. What yeah, you are walking right, in, totally. yeah,
0: exactly. So, no, I, that's very much our story and trust in the Lord. We just moved out, so yeah.
1: So, tell me about what what were you doing before you moved to LA to pursue music, and what led you to make that decision?
0: Okay. So I, was, I worked at a church in Minnesota for 10 years, and I time. love this church. It's a long time. So a little bit of my background, I'm from Kentucky, grew up in Paducah, Kentucky, a small little town, and I took guitar lessons from a guy named Herb Chapman, who is Stephen Curtis Chapman's dad.
1: Oh, that's was the, adorable.
0: Yeah. He was the first person to be like, Wes, you know, you should really think about like maybe trying to write a song. And so it was kind of songwriting was always a part of my life and growing up and taking guitar lessons. I'd walk in and he'd say, "Wes, Wesley T. I don't know where he got the T from, (laughs) but he said, Wesley T, we're going to make you a star. And we would play and try to write songs. And so that's how I started writing. And then when I was young, the Lord opened up a lot of doors through soccer. I played soccer growing up and that's how I got to Minnesota originally. I went to a boarding school to play soccer. and Whoa, uh,
1: like pre so high school?
0: Yes, high wow. school. So I moved away when I was 15. Wow. Um, went to a boarding school called Shattuck St. Mary's. Yeah. Loved it. Like amazing experience. It felt like I was going off to Hogwarts. Like so cool. Yeah, oh
1: my gosh, um, wow.
0: And I uh, was always involved in church, loved the Lord, knew I needed to get involved. And so I just walked to the closest church and walked into the church I would be at for the next 15 years, essentially. Um, So got involved there, started playing in the youth group, um, started interning out of high school, ended up working there, getting married. So spent the last 10 years on staff um, at that church and we were writing music, writing songs, doing, you know, doing the whole thing and it was awesome. Mm. Um and then a, a year ago, I got I essentially found the the hill I was willing to we were willing to die on and yep. we did. We all, <laughs> and so we all do. that journey ended yeah. uh long before I wanted it to. Mm. And um so I was left trying to pick up the pieces and figuring out what I'm going to do with my life. Cause this is the only job I ever had. Ugh. It's all I've ever done.
1: Yeah. And
0: so you're kind of thinking, am I good at any, can I do yeah, anything totally. else? Um, like total crisis of, what am I going to do now? And so, uh, I picked my wife's a photographer, incredible photographer, and she had some cameras laying around. So, um, I picked up some of her cameras and started trying to do video just to make some money. So that's kind of been my day job. Okay. Anyways, we long story short, I've been talking a lot. No, we, this is great. We were in Minnesota. I was just trying to do some video work to make ends meet. Bethany was working at – Bethany, my wife, was working at an amazing company, and she basically came home one day and said, we're moving. We're moving to L.A. She oh, it, said, was I it was her amazing. idea. It was her idea. Amazing. She said, we're moving to L.A., and I said, yes, ma'am.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs>
0: we were moving to L.A., and so and it's been the best, best journey. So, she originally, you know, essentially we came out because her um, job is kind of based here. So, she works downtown, and I came out to do music and make videos, write songs, connect with people, In the middle of all the change this past year, I really felt the Lord impress on me to do what I've always done and write music that makes sense, that tries to make sense of the difficulty of this past year, the feeling of loss, being let down, ultimately the whole journey of forgiveness, which is like the quintessential human experience. Mm. Like we're all... On the journey of forgiveness we've all those who have called upon the name of the lord have have experienced forgiveness it's like so encompassing so the idea of just going through the steps and the journey of real forgiveness. Mm-hmm. What does real forgiveness feel like when you don't want to mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and um So that's kind of been the whole journey, and we moved here, and then a month after we moved, we flew back to Minnesota, rented a a house on the lake, invited like twenty of our best friends over, and we spent the weekend recording an album. That's essentially yeah, which I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah,
1: amazing. I well, it's interesting because I've heard you talk about that about how the theme of your music right now is forgiveness and. From a nervous system perspective, which that's always a perspective that I bring in whenever I work with clients or with myself, it's always understanding that the way that you experience everything has to do Mm -hmm. with how safe or in danger your nervous system thinks that you are. So forgiveness from a nervous system perspective is super interesting because we actually will withhold forgiveness when our nervous systems don't think that we're actually safe around that mm. person or that idea yet. So it's really about this journey of helping ourselves feel safer and safer and safer, which I think is so beautiful about Jesus because he literally came to say, Hey, you're so connected to God. And I, mm-hmm. I actually think it's pretty safe to be a human. That's why I became one. And that's like why the watching or studying his life is so interesting. Forgiveness was such an, natural thing from him because he felt so internally safe inside because of his connection yeah. to God. So I think like that's a really beautiful theme for what, from what I've heard so far, very actually like hopeful and light music that you're putting out.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's not, it's not all light. There is some heavy stuff. Yeah, which coming. is great. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, But hopefully it's, it feels well-rounded. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that you talk about the nervous system. Um, Bethany and I use this phrase all the time, and it's we we want to create new history.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it, in that, like these environments that we've been in, like for example, I we went to a, an amazing church here in um, L.A. Yeah, and I walked in and I felt like i walked right back into oh, the church yeah. i just came from yeah. you know that feeling I do. when it's like
1: 100%
0: and all i felt like i couldn't breathe yeah. I, I was i was like in that environment again and i i've never had such a physical response yeah. to an internal struggle yes. you know and part of creating new history is saying okay i'm right here i'm a, this is a different place and breathing in and breathing out, and knowing that I'm okay and that the Lord is with me, yeah. and it's just rewiring your brain. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm no scientist, but my my wife um, had some health struggles mm-hmm. early in our marriage and um, spent like a month at Mayo Clinic in uh, in Minnesota in a whole program about rewiring. The neural pathways in your brain. And so, new history has been a phrase we've used so much. Oh my gosh. And it goes right along with what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And forgiveness actually flows from that place. So, I think a lot of people try and force forgiveness before their nervous system is actually ready. Because yeah. it's what you're supposed to do, but it's actually dishonoring to the experience that your body had with that group of people or with that situation or mm-hmm. with that divorce or whatever it is. And so yeah. like God's not in a hurry for you to forgive. He's more concerned that you feel safe and connected to him.
0: Yeah. I mean his his timing is so perfect. And who are we to rush his his timing, his plan and and it is such the you know, the right thing to say and do to like, as, as soon as you feel a cut to turn around and say, you know, I forgive you and we can do that, but allow yourself to continue to walk that journey in the secret place. And then, you know, yeah because I don't know, maybe there's people out there that are way better people than I am, (laughs) but some of the cuts are really deep, yeah real deep. And you know, if they weren't you know, I would I would question the depth of the relationship there if mm. if it didn't hurt. You know, yeah,
1: which is such a good point too. Just to add, forgiveness really shows that you actually cared about someone or something. Mm. And then you actually like let yourself be exposed to being vulnerable in the first place. So I love that theme and I love that you're going at it from an approach of like how the human being actually processes and experiences and walks through the idea of forgiveness as opposed to like the thing that you're supposed to do to, because God said so, because that's just not human.
0: Yeah. And it's the whole, you know, the title of the project is, will be a humanness that the Lord would choose to use this humanness to outwork his plan on earth. Yeah, you know? totally. And um, so, so much in church, you know, we, we we have to allow room for people to be human and to, <laughs> to work, work through the struggle. So
1: you decided to move to LA. When did you actually get here? Here. Cause I'm also in around this area. Yes. Yeah.
0: We got here in um, October.
1: Oh my gosh, really? So it's only been yeah. like three or four months. Okay.
0: Yeah, we just got here. Wow. And um we're it's been a an adjustment. <laughs>
1: yeah. The no you kidding. know,
0: just the expenses and so we're really trusting the Lord every month, the culture. But we love we love it here. Yeah. Like so many people when we said we were moving to LA had so many things to say about LA. Um, but we got here and found the nicest people. Totally. Yeah. S- people that are super generous and people that really love this city. If you're in LA right now, you you either are here on a mission or you love where you live or you know, there's a purpose cuz everyone else is leaving. Yeah, totally. So if you're going to LA, yep. it must be the
1: Lord. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. You said you rented a cabin and you had I think a bunch of your friends come to record this EP. Is that correct?
0: Yes. Correct. So we moved to LA in October and we just did it in November. So it's very recent. And earlier, earlier in the year, I felt like the Lord laid that on my heart to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been a hundred percent against the solo artist thing. Mm. Uh, just growing up on in a team sport, being a part of a church and it's, I just love the idea of doing it with the team. So I was not about the solo thing and I didn't have any money to like do it the way I wanted to do it. <laughs> um, And I put it off, I put it off and then right before the week before we moved to LA, a bunch of things just fell into place to make something like this happen. Yeah. um, And uh, someone was willing to invest like, five grand into like renting the cabin. Wow. Um, And I, and I I just took that as a sign saying, I just felt like the Lord was in it and he he was going to make it happen. And so we took a leap of faith. We rented the space. um, And it was just a big, beautiful mid-century modern cabin right on the lake in Minnesota. And we wanted to do it in Minnesota because of, Everything that it represented Mm -hmm. to to us and the journey of forgiveness, having spent 10 years there building a beautiful church and um, all the community around us there came together. I mean, it, it wasn't just like musicians and songwriters, but people were bringing food. People were making breakfast for the team. People were providing dinner. It just felt, we we just felt so surrounded and loved by our community. And this is like, you know, with the unfortunate um, ending of our time at that church, our community at that church came around us. I mean, all the people that, people still on staff there that were in in a part of the project, singing on the project, writing on the project. Um, We rented equipment from, from the church. Um, So it, it was just this really beautiful. Wow. thing that happened at this little cabin yeah so so yeah we got together and the songs were pretty much together as far as like the top line lyric and melody kind of thing and we just got together and hit record and uh, had a buddy of mine he videoed everything so all the songs are going to have full video and and we'll try to do like a little documentary
1: yeah um,
0: for each day or something like that wow
1: That's amazing, yeah. what was the experience like for you actually being in that cabin with all of your friends like what was the emotional experience for you
0: it was it felt extremely healing there i mean there were a lot of tears, Aww. lots of tears yeah, from everybody um and people you know. A lot of people in that space knew about our situation, like intimately knew the details of it. And so it just mattered that much more that people came and were together for it. Um, It was overwhelming. Um, It felt like a necessary step in the journey of, you know, continued forgiveness and healing. You know, Bethany and I talk about back to the neural pathways, it's like, you know, a walkway that's worn down over grass mm-hmm. and part of healing is allowing grass to grow back Yes, up in that walkway. And so it just felt that whole weekend felt like fertilizer and sun and rain to regrow that, that grass yeah. and allow healing to take place. And uh, yeah, it was an overwhelming experience. It was so, so worshipful. Not just the you know the songs, but the time sitting around the table eating dinner together Mm. felt so worshipful. The conversations, and I don't know if sometimes people who have had a shared experience, when they leave that experience and then come back, um, it they can tend to just go around the circle and rehash. All the negative things, talk about the same problems, all those things. Absolutely, yeah. But this felt so unique and different that we we all had a shared experience, and we came back together, and it was like we didn't go around that merry-go-round. No regrets. No regrets. Yeah, and that just that felt so holy and beautiful. Um, cause we can just get stuck in the merry-go-round oh, of
1: criticizing ourselves. Yeah, yeah exactly. 100%. So I'm curious about as a creative, there are a, a lot of people, a lot of people that I work with that feel so far from their dreams, feel like it's so impossible. How could I ever actually do that thing? You're doing the thing that a lot of people, a lot of people that I work with would really Mm -hmm. love to do. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you could list a couple of things that have moved you through realizing some of your dreams when things have gotten really, really hard. I know that your relationship with God is really huge. Are there any practical things that you have done, daily practices or anything, to just keep putting one foot in front of the other and moving towards your dreams?
0: Yes. This sounds so lame. Uh, and I I think it's from, I think it may be a quote from Frozen 2. I'm not even going to lie. but. It's uh, just doing the next right thing.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because I catastrophize. I play the scenario out. I think about three months from now or next week or what I got to do tomorrow. And it's so biblical to just do the next right thing. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Yeah. You know, just focus on today. And so that's one huge thing. Um, You know, another thing is just doing it and not knowing how to do it be okay with like, and not being perfect. I feel like making stuff and doing things is better than not doing things. Cause it, it's, it's easier to direct something that's already moving than to get something moving. That's not. Um, so for me, I'm trying a lot of things. I'm, I'm trying to write a lot. I'm making a lot of videos. My day job is editing videos. I just, yeah. just got off the call before this with a client. That's not my dream. Not what I want to do with the rest of my life, but you know what? It pays the bills and it also, I get to do something creative. So it's, it's, so that's beautiful. And it's just doing, starting, just start.
1: The three things you listed are like the foundation of my own journey as well.
0: I'm not kidding. Like
1: I'm, yeah, I just wrote those down because I was like, holy crap. That's exactly what I tell people. First of all, the first thing you said. You don't have to know the how of how you're going to get to where you're going. You only need to know two things. What's your vision? Mm Because the people perish without vision, right? Mm -hmm. What's your vision? And what's your next right step? That is a north star Mm -hmm. for anybody moving towards your dreams. And it does take trust in love and god and your community around you and that there's a vulnerability there but i promise you it is way easier than trying to figure out every single step that will i'm not talking to you i'm talking to like people who are listening preach to me yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it it's way it easier it feels scarier and you might have some work to do you know with your own nervous system and past uh traumas or issues um, in accepting that vulnerability but it is mm-hmm. So much easier than trying to figure out how you're going to do it or becoming an expert before you move towards the thing, the second thing you said. So being okay with not being perfect, being okay with being a beginner, and then also knowing that, like, if you're moving towards something, it's way easier to to guide yourself through it than it is mm-hmm. to sit and stay still and figure out how you're going to get to the end. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Love it. And then the third thing that you said is your day job at this point, it sounds like Wes, and what I encourage so many of my creative clients, your day job is your biggest investor. Yeah. Your day job is literally investing into your dreams. It's not holding you back. Maybe it's not the thing that you want to be doing ultimately, but it Mm -hmm. is the thing that's pouring into you every day financially so that you can continue to pay the bills, keep yourself alive, take care of your family. So true. And then also pursue the thing that you actually want to do until you're ready to make that jump and the situation has, you know, uh, gotten to the point where you're able to do the thing that you love full time. And so mm-hmm. so few people get so discouraged in that, that oh, day yeah. job part of the journey.
0: I mean, you'll be amazed at the crossover. Like I, a year ago, I just needed a job. I needed to figure something out. And so I picked up a camera and started trying to get video clients doing videos. And then fast forward a year later, the biggest like practical support to releasing music is putting content out on social media and making videos for social media. And so this whole thing that I just felt like I was, I just needed to make some money. Actually, you know, the Lord was using to prepare me for what we're doing, what I'm doing now, what I'm trying uh-huh. to do now and who knows really. where it'll go and how big it'll get, but I'm having a blast. Yeah. 100%. So
1: I'm here for it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much joy you can tell in, in your journey and in trusting that who knows what it'll actually look like when you get there. But the fact that you have like sort of an idea of where you want to go, sounds like it's giving you a lot of energy in this season.
0: Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, yeah. I've I've definitely gone through seasons of my life where the energy is lacking and feeling yeah. depressed and like not totally. wanting to get out of bed the next day. Um so I'm really enjoying this season of just working towards a goal and when you have you like you said vision, when you have something to get up and every day and know okay, this is the true north. This is what I'm working towards. I'm not going to get in the weeds of tomorrow or next week and just yeah. do what I know to do today. Um, it leaves a lot of room in your life for joy and peace and happiness yeah. instead of being filled with fear and stress and all the other things. We're trying to make faith decisions this year, Courtney. Yeah. Faith I decisions. So.
1: Yes. I absolutely love that. If you don't mind, could you tell us if you feel like sharing, which based on what you share on Instagram, I this is why I'm asking this question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What are some of the internal stories that you have to, I don't want to say overcome. I'm really careful about not demonizing the fear stories that we have because they are just scared parts of us. But mm-hmm. what are some of the fear story or the self-doubt stories like specific to you that you come across as you move towards each step? Because it's kind of like you're like expanding right now. So at every new stage of expansion, you're probably going to face the same like stories in one way or well, yeah. the other. Does that make sense? Yeah. What are some of those for you?
0: I mean, very, they're very practical things like money. Money stresses me out. Yeah, and in early in our marriage, um, my wife got diagnosed with a brain tumor, and she's good now. It got removed, non-cancerous. It, but it was a long, long journey, a lot of medical bills. So I was, we were twenty-two and a hundred grand in debt. And thankfully, you know, work hard, do the Dave Ramsey thing, got out of that debt. But yeah. I'm like, I'm still found that I'm dealing with tons of stress about money. And so yeah. just the financial investment that we made to make this project, to record these songs, to get it out there. That stressed me out so much. So it's just trusting that man the Lord's in it. And I know I know that I know it's what we need to do. And so working through that. Another practical thing is I'm just waiting for people to find out that I'm not an actually like amazing vocalists like I know oh, I can sing
1: yeah I yeah, know yeah. I can
0: sing but I'm in rooms here in, in LA people are like on a whole nother level like yeah so it's just the self-doubt thing of like you know what I'm not that and I'm okay that I'm not that I'm I'm who I am I have my own sound that's awesome yeah. so and I guess the other thing about opening up and being vulnerable on social media is that I don't want to, I don't want to ever let vulnerability cross over into villainizing a place or people mm. or a, um, all those, you know, you know what I'm saying? Cause the, as soon as you open up on social media and say, I was fired from m- m- this church that I loved, it allows people to go to so many different things in their mind. And it's like, none of that is probably at all accurate or true. And, this church is actually amazing and the yeah. people there are amazing. Um yeah. and so it's like the the line of how much do you how much is helpful to share, how much right. is helpful to be open, and what crosses the line of being detrimental to I don't know, the goal and the vision.
1: Totally. Because it's still a part of your story. Mm-hmm. And so it's I totally see that line does get blurred a lot. I think about that a lot with like I don't know, it can turn into like virtue signaling where you're kind of like, don't do this because this is what will happen, which can really turn yeah, turn into like, I have figured it out and I know what to do that's correct, or they're bad and don't do what they're doing, which doesn't necessarily honor that everybody's on their own journey. And at the same time, it is a part of my story and it is my message and passion. Yes, totally.
0: It's so being human and relationships it's like it's so much more complex than totally. we want it to be yeah and in the ins and outs of everyone's journey is just way more complex and I, yeah. and I believe I believe that the Lord works through all that complexity complexity for our mm-hmm. good and mm-hmm. his glory and um I don't. I don't quite understand how I can be on one side of um, a disagreement, and someone else who I know loves the Lord and wants the best for His church and all those things can be on the other side of a disagreement, and we can, and it, it like, and the Lord still uses that for His glory because He will. You know.
1: Yeah. One hundred percent. (laughs) When we went through something similar and both me and my husband walked through a lot of I think just like faith disillusionment and deconstruction Mm -hmm. and it was such an important part of our process and I just was so surprised at how I think freaked out a lot of my friends and family were and all I wanted was just to like be heard I wanted to like I really do have these questions and I just I want I wish that more people were curious with me because I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to go rogue here. I'm not trying to like, I don't want to be disconnected from truth or love or people or whatever, but I really do have these questions. And I I agree with you, like that complexity, if we could hold space for just the wide spectrum of what it means to actually go through a process, go through hurt, question authority or God or whatever, like Mm -hmm. there would be a lot more connection. It sounds like that's something that you're really trying to bring into your art now that connection that happens in the complexity of of pain or heartbreak or being human yeah
0: i was told in our in our exit from our last season this phrase got brought up a lot and it was um art is not the highest priority people are art is not the highest priority people are which i Mm. i 100 know what they're trying to say and agree that Mm. people are the the absolute highest priority priority but it's because people are the highest priority that we must make art and because art helps us make sense of things art heals people art challenges people it's um you know creation and it it reveals his nature you know it's like the lord created and all this happened and nature and maybe it's called nature because it reveals his nature and Art reveals, it uncovers it. So from my perspective, art is, we need art in the church. Absolutely do. Beautiful art in the church that serves people. Yeah. Honest. And that, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. such a, listen, I just want to be honest. Can we just all be honest, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, Yes. Uh, And you Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you going to.
0: No, I was just, I was just going to say that, you know, it's. Honesty and art isn't at odds with glory to God. You know, it's like it it fuels that because when we can be honest, we can actually see the full scope and picture of God's grace in all of our lives. So,
1: Yeah. Well, and just to complement that from an emotional health standpoint, creativity actually is the natural outflow of somebody who feels regulated and safe in their bodies. Mm. So it's so cool. (laughs) So it's actually like the thing that happens when a human being is healthy. So yeah. to say that it's one or the other or to prioritize it, that's actually not, not how it works. That's like saying, I don't know, eating food is not as important as people. Like, well, but healthy people eat food. Like we need Ex- food. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it's it's Beautiful. just an
0: oversimplification of a much totally. more complex thing. So
1: Right. Absolutely. Well, any encouragement for people who are trying to do something similar to what you're trying to do and in the beginning stages or just dreaming?
0: Oh, goodness. Um, I mean, trust your instincts. And um, it's okay to second-guess yourself, but do it anyways. You know, (laughs) just do it scared. Do it before you you know how to do it. And, like, even, like, you know, video world land – try to land a client before you know how to figure it out as you go. I mean, figure it out and um that's what that's what I'm trying to do, especially the music music industry world and that whole thing and I know nothing really about, you know, I've written music for church and we've sung songs in church, but I don't know the ins and outs of management and record label and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. so i'm just figuring out as it goes. so
1: i love it yeah and the fake it till you make it thing is like it's what everyone that's doing something is actually doing
0: they're all doing it <laughs> they're all i've doing discovered that. i know met, right yes i've met so many amazing people just from social media like that people like heroes like I never thought I'd be in the same room with or have a conversation with, and everyone's just trying.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: They're just trying. Yeah. And so you can try
1: too. Yeah. The rules are all made up, guys. Yeah. You just keep going. I love this conversation. I'm so excited for all of the work and the art that you're putting out into the world. And- also as excited about you sharing the journey step-by-step because that is really, that's also art and that's what the world needs too. So such an honor to talk to you today.
0: How can people find you? Oh yeah. You can follow me on Instagram. It's Wes underscore Schrock, S-C-H-R-O-C-K. And uh, I'm going to be starting to post some YouTube videos, probably just Wes Schrock or Wesley Schrock, one of those, but yeah.
1: And do you have an idea of when your EP is going to come out?
0: So... The plan, hopefully, fingers crossed, is to start releasing music in March. Amazing. So that'll be the hopefully the first single. And we may just kind of, since I'm a new artist, do the whole single thing all yeah. the way through and roll it up into a f- full project over yeah. the next couple months. Um, that's the goal. Who knows? It may change. We'll see. Yeah. But.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you guys for listening. I wish you deep healing, and inspired creating. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Heal Create podcast. If you have enjoyed this podcast at all, we would love if you would subscribe, rate it, send it to your friends. That would really help us get this message out, this message of empowering people towards emotionally sustainable creativity. Also, we have a PDF for you. So there's an exercise that I created called Inspiration Mirroring. And basically, it is for those that are looking to get acquainted with their authentic, truest self based on the idea that whatever inspires you embodies your potential. And so if you want to get started on that journey today of really understanding who you are, at your core, the person that you hope you are, then you can go to the link in my bio on Instagram or go to my website and download that PDF. I think that's all. Have a beautiful day.